Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360, the podcast solving today's most pressing issues in the AI arthritis community. We invite you all to the table, where together we face the daily challenges of autoimmune and autoinflammatory arthritis. Every Sunday, join our fellow patient co-hosts as they lead discussions in the patient community, as well as consult with stakeholders worldwide to solve the problems that matter most. Whether you are a loved one, a professional working in the field, or a person diagnosed with an AI arthritis disease, this podcast is for you. So pull up a chair and take a seat at the table. Hello and welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360. This is the official talk show for the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis, or you can just say AI Arthritis for short. We are organization that represents the small group of autoimmune or autoinflammatory diseases where arthritis is a major clinical component. By narrowing down the focus, we actually build on the impact. So my name is Tiffany and I will be your host today. The topic, the method to our madness. I feel like going, whoa. <laughs> Well, I just did. So um, the method to our madness. So what do I mean by that exactly? Well, we are a very unique organization. We were founded by persons living with the AI arthritis diseases, including myself. And our original co-founders are also people with backgrounds in business or education. And we use those backgrounds and recruit other volunteers that also have our diseases and can use their professional experiences to facilitate conversations between a global pool of others like us living with the diseases and additional stakeholders like doctors, researchers, universities, pharmaceutical companies, so that together we can solve problems that will impact education or awareness, advocacy, or public policy legislation or research. And what truly makes it unique is we always have the patient voice either leading <laughs> by ourselves, communicating together, or when we're ready to address the issue that we, as people living with the diseases, have identified and bring those other stakeholders to the table, the patient is always an equal voice sitting alongside with the doctors and the researchers and the pharmaceutical companies having conversations and brainstorming solutions together. So that's the main concept of who we are and what I mean by a method to our madness. So we have a graph that is located on our podcast page, on the show page, on our website, which is AIarthritis.org and then backslash podcast, that easy to get to it. And that graph shows you six very specific steps. That is the method that we use to solve problems with the patient voice as equals with other stakeholders. The first step is we living with these diseases, we constantly talk to each other. So our organization, unlike some others, we do not need to set up online groups or focus groups 
or support groups, what have you, to collect data to show us what patients are talking about most. We, we skip that step. We don't need that step. We know. <laughs> we are those people. And we whether it is within our own conversations that we have as an organization with one another, we also are friends with hundreds of patients from all over the world, and we participate in various online groups. So we are in the know already. That's just a given. So our step one really starts at probably most organizations' step two. So our step one is we've already identified something that we know there's a huge gap, there's potential for improvement, it hasn't either has never been addressed by others, or it's just something is missing, it's, it's still not working. So we've identified that a different approach needs to happen in order to solve the problem. Our step one is to start talking to other people like us living with the diseases and say, we, we know this is a problem, what are we going to do about it? <laughs> so once we figure out this is what we're going to attempt to tackle as an organization, so we've sort of narrowed down the problems and we said this one is one that falls under our mission to improve education, advocacy, and research. We believe that it's something that we might be able to solve. We put it on the table. And that is where the first episodes that you hear on our show, on this podcast, come from. So yes, are you seeing the method come together? So we've got the opening, patients are talking, we'd identify the problem, we move to step number two. So our show, our podcast, unlike some other podcasts, we don't use this as an additional reference or resource or source of helpful information, although it is helpful information, I hope, but that's not the point of our podcast. Our show is literally because we base everything we do on conversations and we have developed this to be step two in our process. So when we identify a problem that we're working on at our organization, you're going to hear it on the show and it is going to be labeled as step number two. We put the issue on the table. Often that involves patients still. We're still evolving this concept. And since everything we do is based on the patient voice and based on our experiences, often step number two, these phase one, I guess you could say, shows are going to often be patients speaking to each other because we are putting the issue on the table. Now, that's not always the case. There are some situations where immediately we really need some advisors or some other people who are not patients to be sitting at the table to fully understand and grasp the concept. An example would be there is a show that we did with a rheumatologist researcher that we are still working on, and it's called Changing the World with Your Knee. And it's about synovial tissue and entering clinical trials to help researchers with precision medicine. So we'll reference back to that one on, on the show so you can go check it out. But that is an example of, okay, there is a problem. There's a need to do this research, but we need to have researchers involved to put that problem on the table. There needs to be another level of expertise to really understand that. So that's step two. Now, step three is when we go back to the community and we say, all right, well, hopefully they've listened to the show. <laughs> So we, we do try, we understand not everyone listens to podcasts. Heck, 
I didn't listen to podcasts before we did a podcast. So I'm still one of them that really looks up the links on websites. So we've tried to make it really easy and we call it a talk show primarily for that reason so that people understand. You just have to go to our website, click a link and you can listen to these. And then we also bring the conversation to online communities as well. So maybe they didn't listen to the whole show, but we can give them an overview of what we talked about and continue that conversation. So we again bring a larger group of voices globally from around the world. And we do that by either talking about it on social media or we have developed a new online community that is the sister site to this podcast, this talk show, I should say, called AI Arthritis Voices. <laughs> so any person who is living with our diseases or suspected of having them or is a parent, that's kind of where we draw the line right now. So I'm sorry, caregivers and, and supporters, eventually we will be able to grow the platform. But for right now, just the persons living with the diseases suspected of, of having them, which would be, fall under an undifferentiated disease spectrum or the parents or guardians of juveniles are able to join the site. And all of these shows are posted inside and we invite people to then have private conversations. When I say private, I mean, when you join, you have an alias. So not even I, you could be one of my best friends and I don't even know who you are. <laughs> so it, it really helps to enable all people to have a voice because quite often there are, we call them looky-loos, or uh, people who are part of companies, research companies, clinical trial recruitment groups, et cetera, who are sort of standing in the background watching people on, on social media because it's public. A lot of times patients won't want to be part of that conversation because they may not want their friends, families, employers to hear their true experiences. So in this environment that will enable people to do that. So that's what we call step three. And then in step four, we take all of those, a lot of brainstorming has happened usually in step three. So we take all of these ideas, all of the thoughts, everything that the patients have been talking about and suggestions and our stories, which help us identify those holes in the current problem solving continuum. And then we roughly analyze it. We're not putting it through fancy, you know, analy analyzing techniques at this point. We're just filtering it down and saying, okay, this is the direction I think that we're ready to move forward with. And by doing that, we need to invite more stakeholders to the table. So now we go and we invite everybody back. And that is what we call step five. Up until this point, which I am with this is airing in early May of 2020. Oh, by the way, we just had our nine-year birthday on the 7th. Yay, happy birthday to us. But this step five is where we are now going to start picking up our podcast episodes, our talk show episodes. We are going back to episode, mini episodes. So we have mini episodes and we have full length episodes. This will be a full length episode. Uh, minis are more around 10 minutes. So mini episode number two. So way back when we started this in November of 2019, and it's called the need to differentiate arthritis types. We are going to actually replay a large portion of that for you. 
so that we can refresh everyone's memory. Or if you haven't listened to it yet, well, then bring the the conversation to you for the first time. And we will be revisiting this in step five. So we are ready. We have gone through the other steps. And now step five, bringing other stakeholders, bringing more voices to the table. So we have identified many issues that need to happen in regards to expediting detection, diagnosis that leads to better quality of life. It leads to better outcomes and it can even improve our the cost of our healthcare system. Yes, it can, but you got to listen to the rest of the episode to find out how. <laughs> then we also needing to differentiate arthritis types. How does that play in? Well, the problem often with detection is the arthritic component is dismissed. This typically has a young onset. So if a child or a adult between the ages of 20 and 40 go into a doctor complaining of joint pain, in addition, <laughs> got to remember, this is these are autoimmune and autoinflammatory full body diseases. So they're almost always going to have some severe fatigue, unusual fatigue, uh, could have varying, various degrees of fever and some other common overlapping features that happen regardless of what your diagnosis ends up being. But the diseases we cover have those components plus arthritis. And that immediately narrows it down to our group of diseases. And if the doctors, or in this case, usually the primary care physicians or hospital workers, nurses, become the first liners, if they're not realizing that there is different types of arthritis, it can be easily ignored and it delays diagnosis. And then we also will talk about in this episode the fact that there are problems associated with the general public also not understanding. So we aired this in November and since then we've been talking and coming up with some potential solutions. So now it's time to bring that topic back to the table. I'm going to let you listen to it and then I'm going to come back and tell you about the next steps. Welcome to the table. Pull up a seat and join the conversation. So what is a mini episode, you may ask? Well, these are short versions of our podcast that we air every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And they address issues that we've identified either require immediate action or there's something that we are already working on. And we want your input to help develop resources to then put back in our community so together we can change the stories of tomorrow. So the topic we're going to talk about today is the need to differentiate arthritis types. And why is this important? We believe doing so will improve the misunderstandings that are associated with this disease and in turn will help expedite detection of the autoimmune and autoinflammatory diseases where arthritis is a major component. We also think that by addressing this and creating educational materials, that it can help the conflicts and relationships that currently exist because of these misunderstandings of what a person really is dealing with. And then eventually, both of these things will improve a person's quality of life. It can improve their health outcomes. And then if that happens, well, we could actually start to improve the overall cost of healthcare around the world. And wouldn't that be fantastic? So. Let's get down to the conversation here. Why do we want to do this and what are we trying to achieve? 
at the root of the problem is that over many, many decades, the word arthritis has only been associated as an umbrella term, meaning joint inflammation or joint pain. And that's what it is. But the problem is that there are different types of arthritis. And if the general public only assumes that arthritis is something that is a part of aging or happens in a mild form, oh, it's just something that I can take an over-the-counter product and I'll feel better. That is doing a disservice for the people who really are suffering with the various types of arthritis, whether that be the more popular osteoarthritis or our types, which is the arthritis associated with having an autoimmune or an autoinflammatory disease, we like to call AI arthritis. So the fact of the matter is we all have points of reference. We know what we know. So if we think of the word arthritis, what comes to mind? I mean, you might say, hey, I I have arthritis. I have it in my knee or I got it from an injury. That can happen really at any age. Or maybe you have the typical aging that just happens naturally. And all of that falls under degenerative arthritis, which is osteoarthritis or the most common form of arthritis. And even with saying some of those things that I just mentioned, it does come with this assumption that it is a minor situation, a minor inconvenience that might not be that painful. But the fact of the matter is, even within that type of arthritis, it can be extremely serious to the point where the cartilage has worn away and it is bone to bone. And that, of course, is extremely painful. So even in osteoarthritis, I want to make it really clear By differentiating, we are not in any way, shape, or form suggesting that one form is worse than the other. They all have variations of severity. But the reason we want to start differentiating in our arthritis types stems from the misunderstanding of the word. So the first issue is relationship conflict. So think back to a situation that you were misunderstood. And it's frustrating, right? You say, oh, no, you have to understand. And you jump up and down. Well, maybe, I don't know. Depends on how how angry you are, I guess. <laughs> but it's frustrating. But you get over it, right? The next day, everything is okay. Well, what if that happened every day or close to every day? Because that's the reality for people living with AI arthritis diseases. People say, oh, I'm so sick of people thinking that my arthritis is this mild form and I'm too young to have this. I mean, there's just so many things that occur with the frustration surrounding being misunderstood in general. But then it's deeper than that because the other thing that's different about our arthritis type is that these are part of an autoimmune or an autoinflammatory disease. There are over a hundred of those, but only a handful actually present with most patients with arthritis as an early clinical component. And that's important to note because this happens at a cellular level and the inflammation travels through the bloodstream and it'll attack the joints, tissues, organs, full body. And the pain that's felt is from initial onset. So as soon as that cellular level activity in the immune system starts to interact, we're feeling that pain. Now, it's going to take months and often years before any damage occurs, that anything could be seen on a radiographic image. So what happens is this invisibility combined with young onset, mind you, 20 to 40 years of age, typical of onset in adults, and then you're looking at any age in children. So you've got invisible, it's not showing anything on radiographic images, 
all must be in your head. You're too young to have this. So that in itself not only causes conflicts in relationships and misunderstandings and what a person is experiencing, but it blends into point number two. And that is that if general practitioners, family doctors, hospitals, nurses, kind of our first line intervention people don't understand that there is a difference, it can extremely delay detection. And when you delay detection, you delay diagnosis, you delay therapy, and then a person could have a compromised quality of life, less chance for remission, and that's when the healthcare costs really soar. So you can see how understanding the differences can really change the paradigm of many facets of our healthcare system as well as the people living with these diseases. I know when I was first going to doctors to seek out advice on what was happening with me, I had a typical autoimmune features, which was fatigue. I had a fever for four and a half weeks straight that wouldn't break. I was exhausted. I was very short of breath and winded feeling like I had the flu. And that's what was focused on the systemic, the full body things. And everybody kept ignoring the arthritis. When we founded the organization, we thought, wow, if we just focus on this small group of diseases and we can educate practitioners, if somebody shows up with these symptoms that are classic autoimmune or auto-inflammatory and they have arthritis, wow, could we expedite detection and, and put that whole motion forward. So the things that we are asking for your help on would be your ideas on how we can create better educational materials to educate not only our family and our peers and our significant others, but also medical practitioners and the public. Because think about it. If anybody listening has one of these diseases, before you became affected, you were the public. So if you as the public knew about this type of arthritis, maybe you would have gone to a doctor earlier. So it all really feeds off of each other. So what would you create? What would you suggest? Let's brainstorm. Send us your ideas on how we can create some educational campaigns to reach these demographics and change the way that people view types of arthritis. Note, I did say education. Awareness is very important. Awareness brings attention. Education changes the point of reference. And that's what we need to do if we're going to tip the scales here. So a couple of things we've already started on also that you could weigh in on in addition to submitting your ideas are uh, World Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis Day. That is an event that AI Arthritis hosts globally every year on May 20th. It has an auto theme, which is creative and exciting. So you can check that out at our website at AIarthritis.org backslash AI Arthritis Day to learn how you can get involved and submit your ideas on that. We also have recently trademarked a symbol for AI Arthritis. And you can find that on our website under the page, What is AI Arthritis? And we're looking for creating merchandise and other materials to brand that symbol and start the conversation so people can look at it and say, oh, that, what does that mean? Oh, well, let me tell you. Ah, see how that works? So we're looking for your ideas on that as well. And then just as a general resource, we already have an ebook that is free to download on osteoarthritis versus AI arthritis that can be found at our website also under the page what is AI arthritis and you can download that at the bottom of the page. So those are the things that we're looking for your feedback on because we are ready to change the stories of tomorrow and it all starts with education. 
All right. Well, there you go. That was step number two that you just heard. And when are we going to be revisiting this and what happens in step number five? Well, as I mentioned, the next step is to bring more voices to the table, which includes other stakeholders that are not necessarily persons living with these diseases. So we are gathering that group and we will be live sometime between May 16th and May 20th. We haven't figured out the exact date yet, but that's okay. Because all you have to do is register to attend this amazing online event that we're calling the Auto Ball. So the Auto Ball is our version of a gala. And it was supposed to be in public, but now we've moved it online due to COVID-19. So that's awesome because that means you get to come because it's online and it's not in a physical location and it's free. So register at aiarthritis.org backslash autoball and we will notify you of the schedule of when we are going to have this group of people online it'll be our facebook page if ai arthritis and we're going to continue this conversation it will be recorded so if you can't join us live all you have to do is register and we're going to send you the links to everything and then we will circle back to step number two and sort of recycle step two through five until we come up with some solutions on building resources that can solve the problem. And then it loops out into step number six when we actually develop the resources and put them back out to you. And look at how amazing that is. All of us together are part of our process. This talk show is literally integrated in everything we do. And that's the method to our madness. So please make sure, register, AIarthritis.org backslash autoball. And if you're tuning into this after our first autoball, no fear, we're going to have more autoballs. So <laughs> it's an annual event. So that's okay. You could always just check back at our website under that same link and find out about next year's event. And we'll probably keep the registration link up so that those who come in after the fact can still get the links of what we did during this autoball. So thanks for joining me and listening to the methods to our madness. I look forward to talking with you all more as you pull up a seat at the table, because only together can we change the stories of tomorrow. AI Arthritis Voices 360 is produced by the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis. Find us on the web at www.aiarthritis.org. Join us again on Wednesday for our special breakout episode, where we bring your comments, questions, and ideas to the table. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and stay up to date on all the latest AI Arthritis news and events. 